This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hagistilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. Pastor Ray refers to the subject of this week's message as the believer's negative meditation. Common to so many Christians, this meditation can be a powerful curse that has the ability to drain joyful expectation from even the most positive believer, especially when dealing with those nagging life issues like money, bad habits, wayward children, health, and even a relationship with God. It's commonly referred to simply as worry. And nowhere in his message entitled, Breaking the Chains of Worry, does Pastor deny that negative meditation can be very real for both the believer and the non-believer. The Christian, however, especially if an habitual worrier, will seldom act in faith, robbing him of the blessing of ever being effectively used by God. But in this life-changing four-day series, you'll learn powerful strategies to overcome negative meditation by not putting voice to your worry, but rather to simply do all that you can do and let God do the rest. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Come on, how many of you are free tonight in the house of God? Glory, glory, glory to the name that is above every name. Amen. What are you doing? Come on. Whoa, 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 whoa. What is this? I think they're trying to pull another song out of you. Music ministry, I, I think they're clapping because they, they want to rejoice. They want to they worship. They want to thank God because we're happy to be alive. We're happy to be blessed. We're happy, happy to be useful in the master's hands. I want to live for God. I want to work for God. I want to be used by God. I want God to flow through me. I want the Lord to flow through my life that I might be a blessing to somebody. I want to be a blessing to somebody. I want to help somebody. I want to pray the prayer of faith with somebody and watch how God will work in their life and watch how God will turn things around and watch how God will bless that life. I want to speak the word of God to somebody. You've got to get excited about it. You've got to see that you are useful in the master's hands, that you're a lethal weapon in the hand of God and God wants to work through you. Say it. Say, God wants to work through me. Woo! Glory! You're called. You're anointed. You're appointed. You're the chosen of God. Hallelujah! To bear witness to the testimony of the living Christ, of the living God. Bearing witness to the fact that Jesus lives forever. Bearing testimony to the fact that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That he does not change. Glory! Hallelujah! We have something to dance about. We have something to be grateful about. We've got something to be excited about. Amen. We've got to get that passion and that hotness back in our lives. 
We've got to fight that, that sometimes that pressure to cool down and to back up and to back off and to sit back and to get a little lazy and to get a little relaxed and to get a little complacent. Anybody know what I'm talking about? We've got to remember, we've got to remind ourselves every day that Holy Ghost can't stir us. It's not God's job to stir us. Do you know that? Some of you don't know that. It's not God's job to stir you. It's our, it's our responsibility to stir ourselves. That we'll be hot for God and ready. You know, every day you've got to stir up those embers. Because if you don't, I'll tell you what, the devil will just come along and throw some cold water on you today and tomorrow and the next day. And those, that fire is going to fight to blaze. And you're going to find yourself getting a little cold, a little cool, a little cold, a little colder. And then ice cold. I know too many ice cold Christians. We don't want any ice cold Christians. God can't work with ice cold Christians. He said, you're neither hot nor cold. And I don't want to say the rest. I didn't say it. He said it. You're neither hot nor cold. And you know the rest. You see? So, so God wants us to be hot. He wants us to be on fire. He wants us to be extreme. We need some, we need some extreme Christians in the body of Christ. People are not afraid to stand up for what they believe and not afraid to declare and to speak the word and to live it every day of our lives. Not afraid to do what God requires of you. Not afraid. Not afraid. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. There's too many closet Christians. I call them secret agents. God doesn't have any secret agents. We're all supposed to be up front and center and loud put ourselves where people can see us. He said, a light on a hill. Come on, you know, should not be hidden. See, if you put a bushel over it and you hide it, it can't give out any light. Some of you got a big bushel over yourselves. Aha, got quiet in here. Come on, it's time to take off the covering. It's time to take it off and let the light shine for Jesus. Let's burn brightly for the Lord. Can I get a better amen than that? Glory, hallelujah. All right, let's open our Bibles to Matthew's Gospel, chapter number six. And uh, I want to continue in the message that I started last week. And uh, it's the message uh, on the subject of worry. Worry. Worry is a big problem in the world today. Anybody here now, I want you to be honest because it's not right. It's not nice to lie in church. Anybody succumb to worry this week? All right. All right, that's okay. It's okay. It's all right. That's why we have to go over this stuff. Now, this may seem like a very basic and simplistic message, um, and it is because I, that's about as deep as I go, you know. Um, I keep things simple because I, I, I learn through simplicity and through repetition. But we live in a day in, uh, right now in this age that we live that if we're not careful, we're not, you know, there's so much negative stuff, there's so much bad news around that if we're not careful, we're going to find ourselves slipping into the spirit of worry. And if we're into worry, I'm going to tell you, it's going to, it, it, worry is, is, has a very harmful effect upon the life of a believer. When you don't get hold of worry and learn how to really deal with worry, it'll, it'll chew you up and spit you out. I mean, it, it'll, it'll, it'll give you a hard time. Let's, let's, look at, let's look at what Jesus says here, because I love this particular verse of Scripture. We're going to encourage you tonight. Matthew's Gospel, chapter 6, and verse 25 and this is Jesus speaking because it's in the red letters. He said, therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life. Let's just stop right there. Do not worry about your life. Would you turn to the person next to you and say, do not worry about your life. Now, now let, can I be honest with you? Can I be honest with you? It's easier. Listen, you're not all listening. 
It's easier said than done. Would you all agree with me? But there's something that I learned a long time ago, and that's the power of our confession and the words we speak. And one of the things that I learned a long time ago is that if I keep saying and reminding myself by the word of God, do not worry about my life, I'm going to tell you what, you're going to see how those battles over worry are going to start to diminish and power to overcome those things that you're worried about is going to begin to come alive and become strong in your life. Jesus said, do not worry about your life. Now, I, you know, some said, well, pastor, you don't understand. How could you say that? How could I say that? I've got responsibility. He didn't tell you to be careless about your life. He said, don't worry about your life. And, and, and you see, um, you see the, the thing about worry is that if you don't deal with it, it's going to be a real challenge. It's going to be a real stronghold in your life. He doesn't want us to live our life full of worries and cares because attached to that worry are some harmful effects that could take, take hold in your life. Let me give you a definition of the word here. It happens to be in my Bible, so it's easy. The word worry means to divide into parts. How many of you would agree with me when you get into, into worry, how your mind is all confused and you don't know how to make a decision or you don't know what decision to make and all kinds of, all kinds of things come up against you because you're all, you're all divided. So the word worry means to divide into parts. The word suggests a distraction. See, that's what worry does. Worry will distract you. Worry will get you off course, and distractions will always get you. Hey, let, me give you an, let me give you an example. Um, ex- distractions will always cause an accident in your life. All the accidents that take place on the road with, with cars and, you know, with automobiles, it's all because of distraction. Right now they're trying to pass a new law. I don't know if you heard about this. Pass a new law where you can't even talk on the cell phone through a wireless, through a Bluetooth or wireless if you have it in the car. I don't like that law because I use my phone a lot while I'm driving in the car. My car is my second office. And, uh, but you see, they said the reason why is because they found that people are distracted because they're just talking on the phone. And as a result, many, many crashes have happened. Many car accidents have happened. Distractions will always cause an accident in your life. One of the things, if we're going to live powerfully, we're going to live on point, we're going to live on course, and we're going to make our destination... We're going to have to deal with, the, with, the, with the, sometimes the temptation, the weakness to worry about our future and to worry about our lives. Because if we do give over to that spirit of worry, what's going to happen is we're going to start to get confused and then we're going to be distracted by our worry when we should really be focused on our faith and trust in God and, and, and our hope and be excited about what God is going to do and how God's going to do it instead of worrying about when it's going to happen and what you need to do and, and so on and so forth. Worry can have a very, very harmful effect upon your life. That's why Jesus said, do not worry about your life. And one of my missions in life, I'm working on this in my life. I don't have this down perfectly yet. I'm working on it. Um, I grew up as a marathon worrier. I worried about everything as a kid. And I could get into a worry party like that. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I mean, if I allowed myself to get into the grips of worry, let me tell you what, I could worry, worry my clothes off. I mean... Worry, worry about everything. My mother was a worrier. She worried about everything. And, uh, you know, that spirit wants to sometimes rise up. But the thing, one of the things that I learned is that if you allow worry to get a hold of you, it's going to be a distraction in your life. It's going to get you off course. It's going to suck the life out of you and spit you out. It's going to get you all, all confused. See, that's why Jesus warns us. He says, do not worry about your life. And, and, and really most humans, especially up here in the Northeast because we live in such a 
high-paced area of the, of the world, of the country especially. And, uh, you know, life is, fa uh, life is very fast-tracked, fast-paced. And, and, you know, some of you have to work two jobs to make ends meet, and we have stresses with kids and responsibilities. And it's easy to just slip into that spirit of worry. But Jesus, specifically, as believers, we've got to look at this. He says, do not worry about your life. Do not fret over your life. Do not worry. Do not get distracted. Do not get confused. Another, another word means a preoccupation with things causing anxiety, stress, and pressure. If you've got anxiety, stress, and pressure, that means you've already succumbed to the, the power of worry in your life because worry is what brings forth the stress and the pressure. That's, what, that's where it comes from. When you're worried about things, where are we going to go? How are we going to make, how are we gonna, you know, make ends meet? How am I going to retire? How am I going to do this? Well, God doesn't want you to worry about that. My mission as a, as, a, as a pastor, as a man of God, as a preacher, is to try to help people, first of all, to conquer these things in my life and then be able to help others to walk in the same way that I'm walking as we're putting this word into practice, into operation. It is possible to live a worry-free life. I'd say it's always easy, but I said it is possible to live a worry-free life. And you've got to be aware. You've got to be aware the moment that worry starts to get on. You see, because when you're in worry, listen to me, when you're worried about something, that means you're really not trusting God with it. And if you're not trusting God, that's just a simple way to say that you're not in faith. And we know Hebrews tell without faith it is impossible to please God, and anyone who comes to him must believe that he is and exists and that he is the rewarder of those who diligently seek him. He didn't say he's the rewarder of those who diligently worry. He said he's the rewarder of those who diligently seek him in faith, trusting him. And when you're trusting God, there's no room in your life for worry. And let me say it again because you all didn't hear me. I said when you're trusting God, there's no room in your life for worry. When you put things back into the hands of God and, and, and trust God for your future, for the outcome of your life, when you trust God with, with your money, with your home, with your kids, with your work, with your business, your profession, when you every day get up and say, Lord, I just trust you. I put all of this into your hands. I'm not going to worry about it because you told me not to worry about my life. I'm going to be diligent. I'm not going to be slothful and lazy and careless but I'm going to do the best that I can do, but I'm not going to let the effects of worry grab hold of me. I put it on you. See, put your children, young children and adult children, put them in the hands of God. Refuse to worry about them. Parents slip into that so easily. Worried, worried, worried. Put them in the hands of God. You know, one of the things that I learned a long time ago, and this sounds like just a cliche, or it sounds like a Christian cliche, you know, when, when your hands are on it, God can't be involved in it. But it's true. It's true. When you're, when you're trying and make things work out and you're putting all your energy and effort into something that God really wants to handle for you, you just really get in the way. You mess things up. I've watched people try to, you know, control their own life or worse, control other people's lives. I know I don't have any controlled people in this house tonight, but it, how many of you know what I'm talking about? Because they don't trust that God can do just fine without you trying to control things. He said, don't worry about your life. And these are sometimes the effects of worry. We get out of the will of God. We get distracted. We get encumbered. We get full of depression, anxiety. It's all because of worry. When I, when I minister to someone who's you know, anxious and has anxiety in their life or they're falling into depression over things, it all comes back to worry. When I sit and talk to them, I say, well, let's get to the root of this. Where did all this start? Let, let, I let them talk it out. And, and Inevitably, you find that, that, that the base, the root, the cause of this was that they began to take things, matters into their own hands and they began to worry about things and worry began this work in their life, this downward spiral to the place uh, where it brought them to depression. And that's pretty low. See, worry, if you don't deal with it, it's going to deal with you. 
If you don't handle worry, I'm going to get a handle on you, and it's going to start to direct your life. So we've got to fight worry about our future. And so many, so many people are anxious about tomorrow. And, and it's easy because, you know, you, you put on the television and you listen to all this bad news. There's been no real good news. Of course, good news doesn't sell. You understand that, right? So they have to make it. They've got to make everything sensational and, and keep you sitting on the edge of your seat. And, and, and really the media controls, I believe, this is just my, my point, the media controls everybody's emotions. That's why you've got to be careful what you're listening to and who you're listening to and how much of it you're listening to. Come on, somebody in this house, because if you don't, it's going it's to, you know, you're going to get the spirit of worry on you. And Jesus specifically, pointedly said, do not worry about your life. Do not, why would he tell us to worry, not to worry about our lives if he wasn't serious about this? Because he knows the effect it can have. See, one of the things that Jesus said when he, when he was on his getting ready to complete his mission here on earth, he said, will the Son of Man, when the, when the Son of Man returns, how many of you know Jesus is coming back? Yeah. He's coming back, and it could be soon. We don't know when, but it could be, could be any time. How many of you know it's going to be? He said, when the Son of Man returns, this was a, will he find faith on the earth? Or is he going to find a neurotic bunch of Christians with their nails all bitten down and falling apart and worried about everything? What, what is he going to find? Is he going to find a robust faith-filled, standing tall, declaring the word of God kind of people over their lives and over their future, a people that, 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 that have this, this power, this spirit of resistance against all that which comes against you, resisting it and breaking through, or is he going to find a church that's all, you know, neurotic and broken down and depressed and full of anxiety and fear? I don't want to be in that group. I said, I don't want to be in that group. Some of you look a little depressed tonight, man. Come on, put a smile on that sour-looking face of yours. You won't break if you smile. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Did you hear what I said? Don't worry about it. Put a smile on your face. Pick up your life. Look to God as your source. Get excited that God is for you and not against you, with you and not away from you. Thank God that he said he will provide all of your needs according to his riches and glory through Christ Jesus. Don't worry about your life. Worry's going to hinder your faith. You're, see, when you're in worry, God's going to, God may just ask you to do something, but because worry has got a hold of you, you're not going to act in obedience to what God is asking you to do because you're so filled with worry that you can't operate in faith, which always, you know, always is an operation of obedience right? And, and, and you're going to miss the blessing of God in your life. He said, do not worry about your life. Do not worry. That gives me such comfort to know that God has my life in the palm of his hand, that God is watching over me because he cares for me affectionately. My future is blessed. My tomorrows are blessed. Everything about my life is blessed because God cares about me and I'm just going to get out of the way and allow him to care for me. Did you hear what I said? I'm going to get out of the way and allow God to care for me without taking matters into my own hands. I've been through some stuff in my life. I don't know about you, but I've been through some stuff. And it could be easy to slip into a spirit of worry. You know, we've gone through tough times here at the church and times past, every ministry does. Every pastor does. Why? Because the devil hates the ministry of God. He hates pastors that are preaching the word of God. He hates churches that are on fire 
He can't harm them. He can't, he can't get near them because we walk and live in the protection of Almighty. He can try, you know. He'll throw some bombs from afar off and he might hit a couple of times, you know. But he can't, he can't, he's not going to win. He can't destroy. I said he can't destroy. He can't destroy your life. He can't do it. He can't do it. God won't let him do it. God won't let him do it. And I could have succumbed to worry. Man, worry about this. Where's the money going to come from? Where are the people going to come from? How are we going to get through this? How, anybody know what I'm talking about? Anybody been there? Anybody going through, there, through that right now? See, how's it going to happen? Well, you see, you see, I had to fight that with everything. But you know, it's so freeing. To be able, well, let's look, let, let's do this verse tonight. Go over to 1 Peter. I'll, it's so freeing to get, to, to be able to operate in this verse that we're going to look, look at. Because, man, you'll, you'll just, you'll just live lighthearted and free. And this is, this is what the word says. In 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse, let's go to verse 7. Well, let's read verse 6. It says, therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. Now listen, listen, verse 7. Casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Wow. Casting how much? What does all mean? Does all mean everything? Well, would everything be your future? Would everything include, would all include your children? Would all include your finances? Yes. Would all include your bills and, yes. and your, your business and your profession? All means all. He said, casting all of your care. And that word care is the same word as worry that we read. It's, it comes from the same primary root of the word we just read in Matthew's gospel, the word worry. It means the same thing, to divide, to be uh, distractions, anxieties, burdens. He said, casting all of your care, all of your anxieties, all of your burdens, all of your distractions, all of your concerns. He said, cast them upon him for he cares for you. And one version says that he cares for you affectionately. I think it's the amplified version. It says, he, he says, cast the whole of it, all of your care, everything, everything that would ever concern you. Put it on the Lord because he cares for you affectionately. Now, I don't know about you, but when I was in the middle of some heated battles in my life, and there'd be times when I would, I'd come down to the church here and I would just walk up and down and I'd pray and I'd say, Lord, I'm taking the heaviness that I have right now. I'm taking all the cares that are on me right now and I'm just casting them on you. Hallelujah. I rel- Release them into your hands, O oh God, and I thank you that I am free and I'm not going to worry about it. And I take about five or 10 or 15 steps this way, and by the time I got to this end of the sanctuary, I was all worried again. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You see, this idea of casting your cares upon him, the thing that I learned about it, and, and, and it really depends because sometimes there are some battles and some cares that are, that are bigger and, and, and harder or or more, more difficult than others. But one of the things that I learned is that you've got to cast and keep on casting those cares. Every time they come back on you, you have to put them back on the Lord. Tune in again Monday afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. 
If you missed any of the hundreds of inspiring, life-changing Bible study messages of encouragement taught by Pastor Ray on this More Than Conquerors radio station, such as those on salvation, healing, miracles, faith, forgiveness, and many more, podcast downloads of all these programs are yours free of charge by simply going to PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com and clicking on Podcasts. That's podcasts at either PastorRayNY.com ny.com or wmca.com thank you for listening to and supporting this ministry of god-centered lessons of integrity and victory from the word of god and being ever mindful that as life's challenges come god's word is truth and will always impact our lives in a positive way in making us more than conquerors